Looking for inspiring destinations, incredible places to stay, and the most exciting bucket list experiences to travel to next? Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over 100 countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Hollywood, the Sunset Strip, Venice Beach, Rodeo Drive, and of course, Disneyland. There are so many iconic experiences found only in LA. In this episode, we look at what makes it one of our favorite travel spots. Joining us is Penny Davidi, an entrepreneur and Food Network celebrity chef who has curated menus for Lisa Vanderpump of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We also hear from Offer Nissenbaum, managing director for the five-star Peninsula Beverly Hills Hotel, for the inside scoop on luxury guest experiences for the rich and famous. We won't need to convince you why the City of Angels is a destination for once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Welcome to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Los Angeles. Welcome, everyone, to Destination Everywhere. I'm Andy McNeil, along with my partner, Todd Bloodworth, and we're so excited to be with you today to talk about the City of Angels, Los Angeles. We've been many times, had a lot of great experiences, we're really excited to bring a lot of them to you today. So, Todd, in all the times we've been there, probably been there, I don't know, 30 or 40 times, what are some of the top things that you like to do or the experiences that you want to uh, share with um, our audience today? Well, some of the big ones that I can remember because they were just, you know, everything that you think of about Hollywood was we got to go to a couple of the season finales of American Idol at the Staples Center. And that was a lot of fun. Because you go a couple days early, you experience everything. But I think we stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel once. Uh, we stayed at the W once. But it just, you know, you have like the parties, you have the glitz, you have the red carpets, and then you have a great show. It was pretty awesome. And then I do remember one time there was this club, and I don't remember the name of it, where you go into this waiting room and then this bed, there's only a bed in it, but then the bed lifts up and you walk underneath the bed. It was this huge, it was a speakeasy. And I, you had no idea it was there. And you're just kind of blown away when you walk under the bed. And then it's a huge open space. And that kind of blew my mind. That was a really, really fun night. Its name is No Vacancy. It was really great and a great experience. Well, I mean, you, you might immediately think of the Hollywood sign, right? Universal Studios, Paramount Pictures, the Walk of Fame. There's so much to do. Man's Chinese Theater or yeah. Roman's Chinese Theater. But we're going to give you some really, really great, unique bucket list things to do. And there's over 100 museums there. They've hosted two Olympics and they're actually going to host in 2028 again. How exciting is that going to be for the United States? Well, here's an interesting fact. It says the average traveler in LA spends 72 hours a year in traffic. Oh my goodness. So if you're going, make time to get from point A to point B or uh, stay near where you want to visit. And it's just one, <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's just one of those cities that it takes half hour, an hour to get anywhere, even if you're just going across the neighborhood. It's such a sprawling city. 
And the 405 is infamous for being one of the most jam-packed freeways. So it's not easy to just get on a freeway and go. And so if you're going with a group of people or taking a group, a corporate group, it could be a challenge. You have to be very, very prepared. But we're going to focus on the great stuff. We have some fantastic guests today. We've got some great bucket list items to do. And so, Todd, who's going to be our first guest today? I'm really excited about our first guest. She is actually born in Iran. She was raised in California. She is the first Persian Jew to be featured on the Food Network. She's appeared on Chopped All-Stars, Food Network Star, Cutthroat Kitchen, Guy's Grocery Game, Vanderpump Rules, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's been in everything. She has. She is. <laughs> she's also quite a personality. She opened Pump Lounge in West Hollywood, which we've actually been to and had a great time with the Real Housewives star Lisa Vanderpump with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star. And she was the executive chef and the menu creator. So she's also a verified influencer on TripAdvisor. So without further ado, Chef Penny Davidi. So Penny, I want to talk about a little bit before the TV shows. What was your background? I went to South Beach, Florida, came across this concept, Pizza Rustica, fell in love with it and thought, how fabulous. And I thought, you know what? I can bring this to LA, build the brand, open up multiple locations and build a pizza empire. So I brought the concept back, opened up a few locations and just built my culinary chops inside of Pizza Rustica in Beverly Hills, which was like my first culinary destination. And from there decided, you know what? I love this so much. Food Network was on the, t- on the television all the time. And even though I had no plans, nothing in the works about getting out, you know, and being on television, people would ask me, oh, what's next? I would say, oh, I'm going to be on the Food Network. Meanwhile, nothing. Because I'm a big believer of manifesting. Like, talk about making it happen and propelling myself onto that network. I literally had to force myself down their throats. I'm like... I'm an Iranian Jew and you are going to like me. You are going to like me. You are going to embrace me. You are going to make this work. And they did. They did big time, didn't they? And I, you know, the thing is, I had no culinary experience. None. No culinary Wow. <laughs> Nothing. And, you know, everyone was like, you're nuts. You're going to go take on these chefs. I was like, absolutely. Yes, I'm going to go take this on. And, you know, when I first tried out, I just didn't think they would see it, but they saw it. And it was a time that the Kardashians had just come on, on you know, come on the screen and, and Armenian family, yeah, yeah. drama, big hair, big boobs, big everything. And so when they saw me, they were like, oh, my God, we can have our Kardashian looking thing on the Food Network. This is great. <laughs> So that's kind of how they cast. And if you watch Food Network Star, which was the first thing I did on Food Network back in 2011, they literally have me coming onto Hollywood Boulevard in the first scene in like six inch Prada leopard skin stilettos and a red Valentino vest and some wife beater and like big hair and (laughs) (laughs) that's incredible so penny let's talk about a little bit about your restaurants that a lot of people know of because they have been featured in the shows in fact andy and i last year ate at pump and then yeah we had a great time everybody in there you know all the servers look like models you know so you're you're very intimidated but it was it was a lot of fun and then there's uh and tom tom 
And what was your role at, at both of those restaurants? So Lisa and I, when she was first doing Pump, she smart woman, incredible businesswoman. And we should mention that's Lisa Vanderpump for people listening. Lisa Vanderpump. She wanted a restaurant that was going to be more than something that just relied on TV shows. She already had Villa Blanca and the association to what she did with Housewives at the beginning. And so it was very important that she had a culinary influence now, like a footprint. So through some mutual friends, we connected and I decided to come out as the culinarian, as the menu curator, executive chef. And we collaborated on some recipes that she definitely has influenced because she's brilliant and and traveled well and very well cultured. So she kind of knows her way around the kitchen. And then I wanted a lot of my Middle Eastern Mediterranean influences without being in your face of that. That's the kind of cuisine that you were having. But I mean, you know, the scene, you're sitting under these olive trees that are hundred years old and from everything from the landscaping in there to every light that's gone up to every candle that's sitting on the table is literally handpicked by Lisa. It's definitely experiential for sure. And Tom Tom, tell us about Tom Tom. So <clears throat> Tom Tom is two doors down and it was the two Toms from Vanderpump Rules who decided that they wanted a part of the action and they wanted to have get into the restaurant space and they wanted something unique and sort of like a speakeasy bar concept. And again, Lisa said, we can't do it without great food. So what's the direction now? So I made an incredibly sexy, you know, it's definitely more bar bites and communal eating, lots of vegan options, you know, lots of playing around with plant-based options. It's really popular now, right? Really, really popular. Oh, and- huge. That's a big trend right now. So Again, she you know, brought it home with a beautiful patio outside that overlooks the city and great vibes and packing the place in on a daily basis. But now I'm working on multiple new restaurant projects. So I'm super excited. So now tell us about, and I heard it too, Penny Eats and Pivot LA. Yes. Tell us about those. So Penny Eats is literally because so many people are asking me on a daily basis, where can we go eat? What do you suggest? Who's open? Who's doing outdoor dining? Who's got the best delivery on this, that, and the other? So I decided that, you know what, I got to do something with this and then decided to kind of partner up and get in on it with Instagram and do an IG TV series called Penny Eats, which basically covers my favorite foods around LA and then San Diego, San Francisco. So we're starting with our local, right? Just supporting local businesses in our own areas and then partnering up with other influencers and other celebrity chefs in different parts of the country oh, fantastic. for them to do the same thing. Because they have, have you found something really, really special by doing that? Any new places uh, people should be aware of? Yeah, I want you guys to tune in and watch. Yes. I realize like some of the most amazing things are like in complete hole in the walls that you don't expect from Korean barbecue. People see Korean barbecue as something that has to be like refined and some, you know, at great places and what's the quality of meat and making sure there's a great A. And but you know what, for me, it's the Korean barbecue spot in Koreatown that is scared to put up the fact that they have a B and they hide it. But that's just flavor. 
to me, that's, <laughs> that's just flavor because there's nothing wrong with that. Some of the best food comes off these food trucks. And Lord knows some of them have seeds, but I got to tell you, those <laughs> trucks have the best food ever. Well, Penny, we have five questions for you. These are our rapid fire questions. And the goal here is, is we're looking for our guests who are world travelers and have been everywhere to kind of parlay their expertise to our listeners so they can hear what you would do and what you have done over the course of your travels and maybe get some great ideas. Are you ready? Ready. All right, cool. So the first one is, is have you ever completed anything on your bucket list? And if so, what was it? Oh my God, I have multiple things, but I'll give you my biggest one. So this year, one of my destinations that was local that we went to just outside of LA was Yosemite. Oh yeah, beautiful. What beautiful, the park is beautiful, these mountains. I mean, if you watch some of these movies like Maru and like, oh my God, unbelievable. And I wanted to see Half Dome. I wanted to see El Cap. I mean, bucket list, big time. Did I climb either one? God, no. That's that's the next time you go, right? Yeah, I took lots of great pictures, but what I did get a chance to see, and it was incredible for me, is bears. Nice. Yeah, that was my bucket list. And the bears were amazing, absolutely amazing. Another bucket list really quickly was being able to take my husband and I, taking our entire family, including our parents, for an almost two-month trip all over Europe. So... That was definitely a bucket list. All right, next question. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Italy. Italy, no bar none, huh? Italy, absolutely. I'm a foodie. I love to cook. I love to just gather around big communal tables and fill it up with amazing, fresh things from my garden. And where else in the world can you do that but Italy? There's just something about that. Yeah. You know, there was something about... The longest living people in the world live on a remote island in Italy. Yep. I've never heard that. Mediterranean diet. Right? The Mediterranean guy. He's like 120 and just still walks. He still walks to his little bar. And I was like, oh my. And they asked him, what's the secret? He's like, we eat well, we rest well, we drink well. Good for him. (laughs) If you could travel with someone infamous or famous, alive or dead, who would it be? Famous, I would say Oprah. Great conversation. She's a big foodie. She loves to eat. She's adventurous. And talk about just sitting around with a bottle of wine and just like picking her brain. That would be amazing in different parts of the world. That would be amazing. Non-famous, honestly, my husband. He's a great traveler and he's up for anything and he's more of a shopaholic than I am. So that always comes in handy. All right. When you're packing for a trip, what is something you pack that may surprise our listeners? Oh, my God. Okay, so they're not anything like fabulous, but to me are so necessary. Baby wipes. Yeah. Because I have to have wet wipes. (laughs) That's actually a great one. (laughs) And then... I don't know about you guys, but my body and my system doesn't work regularly when I'm on vacation. And it's like the worst thing in the world to deal with constipation. (laughs) When you're trying to get in a bikini or a tight, sexy dress. (laughs) So I 
have to travel with the same coffee that I have at home that, every that day because it just it keeps you regular. That's the most <laughs> That is honestly the most important thing for me is just regularity on a trip. So the wipes <laughs> and the coffee and the coffee. <laughs> okay. What is your? If you're not the first person to say uh, coffee, by the way. You're the first person to say because of constipation. <laughs> try, try explaining that as I'm going through customs in some countries. They're like, why do you have coffee? I'm like, and I, I, I'm as honest as I can be. I'm like, I'm not bringing medication. I'm just bringing my own coffee. I know it's a whole canister, but what can I say? Uh, that's incredible. The last question is, what is your most memorable experience in Los Angeles? Oh, I'm all about creating great experiences at home for multiple reasons. One, especially what I do, traveling is already work for me. So getting on a plane, going someplace, it's it's work-related for me. So for me to be able to do a couple of things, you know, just locally. One, I love going to like the Malibu Beach Inn, right, or Shutter's or the Ritz-Carlton and Laguna, or the St. Regis, or the Brooklyn, anything along the coast, again, which is one to two hours within my reach. But my most memorable one was going to Malibu Beach Inn with my husband, literally just buying in advance everything that we love to have on a charcuterie board, right? Checking in on a Friday with my own cooler, (laughs) okay? No shame in that with my own cooler, like the best cheeses, the best salamis, just great bread, some great bottles of wine, checking in on a Friday and checking out on a Sunday night, just at peace and just really enjoying that. I'm all about play staycation. It works. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Penny, you've been absolutely fantastic. Again, tell us about your uh, show on IGTV that's coming up. Penny Eats, and it's Penny Eats LA covering some of my favorite dishes around Los Angeles. It's going to be a weekly thing. Please tune in. Find me on Instagram, Chef Penny Davidi, Facebook, Chef Penny Davidi, YouTube, Chef Penny Davidi, but most importantly, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Great. Well, thank you so much. And I forgot to even mention, my God, you know, I'm on TripAdvisor. I you're an influencer on TripAdvisor, yes. I'm an influencer on TripAdvisor because they think I know what I'm talking about, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to see you and visit with you the next time we're in L.A. And thank you for joining us on Destination Everywhere. You stay safe. Thank you. Bye. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Wasn't Chef Penny amazing? How much fun is she? No, I, I think she'd be fun to go out and have a couple of cocktails with. I, I'm sure she you could just pick her brain for a while and she'd probably just give you all the good gossip on. Well, she invited us. So I think we're going to have to go back and have her take us out on the town. Let's go. I'm ready. All right. So we've got an amazing top 10 list for you today. So much to do in L.A. So many things to do. So many things to do. But we're going to do some really unique ones and some general ones that are really worthwhile. So the first one is view the Hollywood sign from horseback. So as you can see on Todd's, if you're watching from YouTube, the Hollywood sign, you can hike to it, but you can also do it on 
with a group horseback riding. And how much fun is that? They're longer rides and they take you uh, on the top of Mount Hollywood for a 360 degree view. And you're going through Griffith Park, which also has the Griffith Observatory. You've seen it in lots of movies and it's a really historic and beautiful building and you can walk around it without even going into it. And it's definitely worthwhile. And if you had to, you know, stop in and use the West restroom, they're outdoor too. So that's a great tip. Now, I was really surprised with the amount of hiking there is to do around Los Angeles. I know, right, right downtown, right downtown. Downtown, all along the coast. It was really impressive. And, and the wrecks are great hikes. Yeah, we've done some really amazing beach hikes as well. There's just so much outdoor activity as well, which a lot of people don't even consider. So if you're thinking of doing hiking, do the Bronson Canyon, which is a collection of caves most often used for filming locations. So that that's also uh, great to do in and around that area. And that's where the actual Bat Cave was from the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, we went on a hike and dinner and we just ran into the Beaches Cottage, the little cottage from Beaches one time. We're like, that looks familiar. And then, of course, we found out what it was. But our next item moving on is when you think of Hollywood, obviously, you think of studios. You can do a VIP tour of Paramount Studios. And what's really cool about these VIP tours is you get a little bit of additional access to things like the special effects areas, sign shops, the prop warehouse, and sound stages. And those are always impressive, especially when you can see the sound stages for shows that you may have or do watch, which is always really neat. And you never know what celebrity you might see walking around the studio. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so my next one is one I think everybody would like to do, and we're going to tell you how you can do it, is land a spot on the Academy Awards red carpet. And so the event takes place in February on a Sunday, and long lines form way in advance, and it's really, really hard to even get a glimpse of all the stars in the red carpet. But the Oscars actually have an Oscar fan experience, and contestants can win free tickets, and they allow 700 people to be selected to sit in the stands on the red carpet. So definitely uh, register for that, and who you never know, you might actually get to be right there at the Academy Awards. And our next item is obviously being an audience member at one of the shows. A few years ago, we were just walking around the Chinese theater, looking at the footprints and buses pulled up and they were recruiting people to come in and sit and watch the tapings of their shows. And you just get on the bus and they take you to whatever studio is doing the shows. And I remember seeing, I saw uh, Hollywood Squares and I remember like Anna Nicole Smith and there were some other celebrities. But they do that and you can go to these shows and it's daily. You can also like one of the big game shows, of course, everybody knows it is The Price is Right, now hosted by Drew Carey. And what you can do is you can reserve a ticket online and then wait in line at the studio. And that's one of the only shows where audience members can be a guest, which is absolutely very cool. But whether it's a game show or a recording of another show or even one of the talk shows, one of the late night talk shows. Yeah, it's just a free afternoon activity to do. Awesome experience. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You get to see uh, TV in action. Our next one is a tour of Willy Wonka style distillery in downtown L.A. Lost Spirits Distillery is not your typical tour by any shape or form. It can be described as an attraction from Disneyland as you're guided through different themed rooms where the spirits are made and can be tasted. Definitely a great thing to do in the daytime or in the evening and a definitely fun thing to do with some friends and have a couple of drinks. So that is the Lost Spirits Distillery, a great bucket list item. Well, and let's talk about the food for a second because it's a 20-course sushi dining experience at Nozawa Bar. And uh, this is located in Sugarfish Beverly Hills Restaurant. Uh -huh. The sushi bar, it's created early each morning because the chefs actually visit the L.A. fish markets to select 
for the fish of the day. But you might, you definitely, you want to make reservations in advance because there are only 10 seats. So if you want an unbelievably fresh sushi dining experience, plan ahead and make that happen. That's great. And I think there's another one called Board of Flight at Air Hollywood. I mean, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? No, the Board of Flight to Air Hollywood. This one is right up my alley because I'm one of those people, like when we do a show, I'm always like, what movies were filmed there? Just to kind of get a perspective of, I guess, the romance behind it possibly. And so Air Hollywood is an entertainment studio. It's designed specifically for airplane movie sets. So whenever you see someone on an airplane and you're like, you know, how do they, what, you know, who does that? You know, are they on an airplane? But it was in, they did movie sets for Bridesmaids, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Modern Family, and most scenes of airplanes were filmed right there. So I wonder if Airplane, the original Airplane was done, Airplane 1 and Airplane 2. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I don't know how far <laughs> it goes back, but that was all one big movie set, I'm sure. You can explore multiple sets of commercial flights, private jets, airport terminals, jetways, and even airplane bathrooms. We definitely have to do that. How much fun is that? Well, and you can even rent the props from the set. And they offer an event called the Pan Am Experience, where people can experience 1970s service accompanied with a fine dining meal. Oh, how fun. So I guess you can smoke there. (laughs) Yeah, you can smoke, but you have to be dressed up. (laughs) Remember those days? Yeah, your mom had to get dressed up to be on on your way. Oh, like a six hour flight. Oh, it was a nightmare. So uncomfortable, but it looked nice. All right, moving on. Here's a great one. If you're bringing a group for all of our meeting and event managers that listen to us, host a private event at the Roosevelt Hotel's The Spare Room. It's a gaming parlor and it's called The Spare Room for a reason because it actually has two vintage bowling lanes, but it's a a great intimate space for social gatherings. So it has a cocktail lounge, great for birthday parties, for a private event, engagement party, a reveal. So definitely put that on your list if you're trying to do a group event. You know, and something else about the Roosevelt, it's almost guaranteed when you go into the pool at the Roosevelt, you're going to have a star sighting. Yeah, for sure. And it's just also a great place to hang out during the day. And if you are an art lover and an art fam, you have the LACMA, which is the LA County Museum of Art. And this is home to Chris Burton's famous 202 cast iron street lamps design. But there are also just so many exhibits inside the museum You could probably spend a good afternoon there. And on the second Tuesday of every month, admission is free. And then if you have a little bit more time, and this is in San Simeon, you can go check out Hearst Castle, which is an absolutely amazing piece of architecture. It is huge. It is the home of William Randolph Hearst, who was the media empire tycoon. And it was one of those places in the roaring 20s that would have just knocked your socks off. And there's all kinds of stories about that in the family, but this is actually William Randolph Hearst, his lifestyle. It was satired by Orson Welles and Citizen Kane and Xanadu, which was the house is actually based on Hearst Castle. Is it a museum now? It is a museum now. It is a preserved home. And the formal name is La Cuenta Encantada, which is the Enchanted Hill. So absolutely amazing place. It takes a little time to get there, but it's well worth the trip. So you may not be able to stay there, but do we have a place that you can stay? When we come back, we're going to be speaking to Alfred Nissenbaum, the managing director of the Peninsula Beverly Hills. At AMI, we're passionate about meeting connections that change lives. For over 20 years, we have traveled our clients all over the globe, supporting their business goals and helping them stand apart. From hotel sourcing to audiovisual magic, We'll make your corporate meeting or event second to none. Go to AmericanMeetings.com to learn more. 
American Meetings, AMI, Meeting Planning Perfected. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Los Angeles. Today, we are here with a very special guest who I'm very excited to speak to. His property, the Peninsula Beverly Hills, is the only five-star property in Southern California. So welcome the Managing Director of the Peninsula Beverly Hills, Offer Nissenbaum. Offer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I'm happy to speak with you today. Well, we've been to your property, and we absolutely love it. We can't wait to hear all the exciting things that you guys are doing there. What are some of the most unique things about the Peninsula Beverly Hills that you think stand apart from some of the other luxury experiences? So we have several programs within the hotel that we do that are unique and different and special to us. One of them is called Peninsula Time, which is a program that has evolved over the years where right now the guests can check in at any time that they want. And I mean any time and they can check out whenever they want. So the flexibility of being able to check in at eight o'clock in the morning and check out the the next day at 10 o'clock at night gives more time to the guests to spend on property and not have to worry and not have to stress over can I get a late checkout? Am I going to be able to get into the room early? So we've taken away that stress from the guest and basically it's check in whenever you check out, whatever you want. How do you ensure that you're delivering the best? And with that, what are some of the requests that you've had that kind of seem out of touch for some people or for some other properties that you're like, we can make that happen. If there's anything you can think of, I'd love to hear it. So we do have very discerning guests. And I think the key is to find out as much as you can before they arrive. So to find out what their needs are, what their likes are. We have a program within the hotel where where we present the proverbial fruit basket. When we go to refresh it, we notice which fruit the guest ate and only refresh those fruit. Because if somebody only likes apples and that's the only thing they eat from the fruit basket, we will then know that their favorite fruit is apple or then move just for apple. So we look at those little details to really, really focus on the guest and their needs. Why is it important to know what side of the bed a guest sleeps on if they're alone? Because at night, when they reach for the water, it's got to be on the side that's closest to them. And they don't have to go over to the other side of the bed if it's a king size bed to get the water. So the little details, if a guest's toothpaste is below half, we will go out and replace it completely with their brand and place it there. So it's very thoughtful things. We love to do things that are thoughtful because our whole motto here is connecting with guests emotionally. Well, it's thoughtful, it's personal, and then you also personalize. And we were talking about the pillowcases just before we started recording. So tell us what you do with your pillowcases. So every guest that checks into the hotel, we have their initials and their loved ones, whoever's in the room will have their initials as well. And it's on the pillowcase. And sometimes we can do it in different colors. And now we can do it in five different languages. So you can imagine coming into the hotel. Uh, It's wonderful. And have your initials in Chinese on the pillowcase. Again, it's thoughtful. It It sends a very strong message to the guests that we thought about them. They're just not another guest. Time was taken to really think about their personal experience. And they were very happy to have them there. And that's the message that it sends. Every guest gets a pillowcases. Every uh, monogram pillowcases, in some cases, it's two initials. In some cases, there are three, where we also include their middle initials. So we have fun with it. It's great. It's a topic of conversation. And many of the guests take it home with them. Now, let's talk about really unique experiences, because obviously, you try to make everything very special and unique. If you had a family member or a friend staying at the hotel, what type of unique experiences is Peninsula known for or stuff that is created by your concierge or your events team that you'd like to to convey? 
So we have a program called the Peninsula Academy, which basically creates unique experiences from taking a helicopter and going to Malibu and landing in a vineyard and having a beautiful lunch and a wine tasting and coming back. My particular favorite is taking a picnic basket along with some phenomenal food and wine and having a private big picnic on the ocean by the beach, catered and the chef cooking for you right there and there. And it's been the best experience. And for a while, we were able to use Olivia Newton-John, John's house, which is appropriately called Xanadu. And we had access to that beach, the private beach. Oh, how amazing. And the page with the hat would come with the basket and the people would actually have a picnic and spend a few hours there and have a really nice lunch in the privacy. And, you know, the ocean is there and the comfort level of being unique. That is a bucket list for sure. No question. No question. How do you prepare for award season? What do you do? So award season is there's such a buzz both in the hotel and outside the hotel. And it's, it's such a great, we really do a lot of work before the guest arrives when they are out and attending the award, would it be Grammys or Golden Globes or Academy Awards, we have a staff member watch the award show. And if they win, we create a special amenity on the theme of the movie or the role that they played that they won the award for. Wow, that's quick. Room, it's molded in a way that really sends a message to the guest. We know what you played. We know what movie you were in or a TV show. And there's a bottle of champagne and something out of chocolate or something out of pastry that is really connected to the theme of what they want. So again, one of the nicest things that has happened during the Academy Awards or with the Golden Globes is one a very, very, very well-known star who stayed with us, who continues to stay with us, won the award. And he won, I believe it was the Golden Globe. And he came back with the Golden Globe and gave it to the front desk to hold and to pass along was with them, spent good 10 minutes with them. Then he went to the bar and did the same <laughs> who were sitting there and bought drinks for everybody. And we're intimate enough of a hotel to be able to do that. And what a nice gesture from on his part. He's a remarkable actor. And the way that he just carried himself was so down to earth and so humanistic and so, so incredible. And we're very fortunate to have people like that stay here. And one thing I, I thought was really special about your property versus some others are your villas and what you can do special in the villas. I mean, you have everything from multi-bedroom suites to smaller villas, but they also have outdoor areas. And so I think it's really valuable for our listeners to know that if you want something really unique and special at the minutes of Beverly Hills, those venues are really, really nice. The villas are very unique. It's almost small homes. Exactly, exactly. And the one thing that many people don't know about our villas is that you have your own entry into the villas and exit, meaning you do not have to go through the lobby of the hotel and the front entrance of the hotel. There are secret doors from the street that you can access with a special key. And that way you have complete privacy. This comes very handy with celebrities, but also individuals who've had what I call elective surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. They don't want to be seen and they want to recover privately and quietly. So if privacy is really important to you, the villas are definitely your type of accommodations. It's surrounded by gardens. It's beautiful. And it's not your, what I would call your typical hotel experience because it's like little homes and little villas. It's a neighborhood back there. Absolutely. It is. And it's quiet. It's secluded. Yet it's very accessible to the hotel and all, and all its services. It's not on separate grounds. It's all within the same grounds of the hotel. 
Agreed. Some of them have plunge pools and some of them have full kitchens if this is what your needs are. So we have a variety of different villas that are unique and special to us. And let's talk about Le Petit Belvedere and the executive chef, David Codney. So what are your signature dishes in the restaurant and what can people expect in terms of dining? So Petit Belvedere came about as a pop-up. We decided to do something a little bit different on Fridays and Saturday nights and create a French brasserie, American type of menu, which would be fun with music from Pat, French music piped in and do something of an environment like you were sitting outdoors in the gardens of, in, in Paris. And it became so wildly successful that we had to open for five days for dinner, and which is now it's open five days of dinner. You sit in the garden. It's beautiful. In the middle of the restaurant is Robert and Deanne, sculpture of love, yeah. which is lit up at night. And at eight o'clock at night, we stop everything and we do a toast. Every single guest, every single table, we pour champagne and we do a toast. And we said, we basically say for all the people who haven't had a chance to celebrate an anniversary, a birthday, uh, whatever the case may be, this is to you. And everybody says, it's a really wonderful moment every night at eight o'clock at night without fail. And the menu is really a fun menu. It has the traditional moule frites and croque monsieur and lots of really good fish and salads, but it's got a French accent on it, yet done in a way that's not intimidating and comfortable and delicious. And it's been very well received. All right. And so what is your most personal memorable experience in the City of Angels? Definitely going to the Grammys several times was phenomenal. I love music and it's one big concert that is unique and special and you can never have it on a regular venue. Going to the Academy Awards and going down the red carpet was unique and special. Absolutely. So those are very unique experiences. You have absolutely done it all. You've, you've done great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for the opportunity to showcase the Peninsula Beverly Hills and all the wonderful amenities and experiences you can have with them. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. And thank you for your time. And thank you for having me on. Welcome back, everyone. Well, that's it for L.A. We'll be back multiple times because there's so much to do. So many great hotels and places this day. And it changes all the time. It does. It's just one of those living, breathing cities. We're going to go out there and see Penny and maybe stop by and say hi to offer and maybe get a great, great drink in the bar. So, um, yeah, thanks, everybody. It's been a great show. We'd also like to thank our team. Here at Destination Everywhere, we have Chris Jordan, who is our copywriter, Annie Fernandez, who is our creative director, and of course, Lauren Campbell, who is our podcast producer. So please be sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com and let us know where you want us to travel next on Destination Everywhere. Safe travels. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit destination-everywhere.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel-worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.